now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. on Friday and then Subway uh, Countryside on Saturday. So we'll be doing all that. 
And uh, anyway, let's get to Sandy and spilling the tea. It is brought. It is. Let me see. Where we go? There I go. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's spilling the tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. All right, Sandy, how's it going? Good morning, Aaron. Blake is off again. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I see you're flying solo again this morning. Oh, yeah. It's cool. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I don't know. He's not feeling well. I'm not sure. I, I think he got his booster, so maybe it's just a little, you know, fatigue. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully he feels better soon. Yep. Yeah, these things happen. Um, anyway. So, oh, yeah. All good. All good on this side. You, I was going to say, how's everyone feeling? Still... Kind of yes, so Marlon goes to do his exit test this morning. Oh, really? So fingers crossed that that comes back negative. So did you do a lateral flow test? Yes. First, okay, yeah, and it was still, negative. Still good. Okay, so but that doesn't mean the PCR test could show up and then you're still because that's yeah, where so a couple I people did that a I have PCR test um, days after. Yeah. Um, they because I just wanted to have that under my belt as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, I did do that, and then because the regulations stipulate a daily lateral flow test, I've been doing that. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine having to do a daily PCR test. Oh my god. Well, not PCR, but no, for Marlon, what he can do. So you, you, it didn't show up on the lateral flow test, but if he goes in for the the PCR, and it will, it could show up, and if it does, then that's more. You know, so no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood you. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't done a lateral flow. He's just oh, gonna he go in and do. Yeah, okay. he's just gonna go in and do the PCR. Because that's where, like, I have a couple friends who are in the situation yes. where they've been stuck in their house for longer. It's not showing up on a lateral flow test, but they go to get the PCR. You know, so yeah. Well, the I PCR test is definitely more sensitive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not like, yeah, I'm not, I don't understand all that, but I would, I, I'm just trying to figure out like in my mind, the way that I think about it is like, okay, so is their viral load so low that would they even be out there? Um, I think it's just the possibility of, of spreading it is what they're trying to mitigate. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple things that definitely uh, relate to a person's viral load, but you know, the lateral flow test does have a degree of inaccuracy. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it can show you that you're negative when you're actually positive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's the trade-off of convenience and ease of use and, and people doing it at home. Totally. Of course, you know, that leads to potential human error oh, and yeah. stuff as well. Totally. Um, versus having another 5,000 people a day trying to do <clears throat> a PCR test. I mean, uh, yeah, there's just, I know that the number, it's like, okay, we're adding to the daily totals and, you know, we're just, I, I feel like we're just finally experiencing what the rest of the world went through last year. Yeah. Someone, someone made a good point last night. We had a um, premiere access show on with okay. the premiere. That's going to be every other Wednesday in case people are interested in tuning in. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, it was a good show, but someone said, you know, came out as essentially going through its first wave. And I think I think that person's absolutely right mm -hmm. because, you know, we just locked down so quickly and we had this sort of protective wall and bubble that we were existing in that I think people kind of thought that's how it was going to be forever. Yeah, but we and, can't live like that. Mentally and physically, we yeah, have yeah, to be a yeah, part yeah. of the real world. Yeah, and I think a lot of people on the mental level even were sort of struggling 
with lockdown in some real ways. You know, we spoke I did. to Paul um, Pearson mm-hmm. on Monday and he was actually in Tampa visiting his aunt who he hadn't seen in forever. She'd actually fallen twice and broke her pelvic bone, I think, or something. But yeah, he was not um, able to, you know, um, even visit her during that time because of the travel restrictions. And Mm -hmm. so the second he could get out and know that he could come back very quickly and not have to quarantine, he's visiting her and they're going to spend Thanksgiving together today for the first time in years. And he said, you know, normally she would even come to Cayman and spend time here um, for Thanksgiving and stuff. But, you know, again, they've they've, uh, had to make some adjustments, but yeah. Well, that's good news. I mean, look, I haven't seen my family in coming up on two years now and my mom and her husband are coming out next month which i'm really excited about you know they've missed they've missed two years of their grandchildren's life oh, you know and then not to mention like just in general, the life of a child, like a, a young child aaron two years is yeah. a long time like they don't they don't get to know people the same way on zoom calls and whatsapp calls and whatever yeah. Um, so that yeah. is quite a big deal. My youngest was one last time they saw him physically, and now he's three. Yeah. Yeah. He's and that's a huge, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like, I lo- we do FaceTime a lot, so he does understand. But no, it's like, uh, you know, he's just, he, but you don't get the sense of how the kids really are if over right. FaceTime. Because half the yeah. time they're like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I've, I've got an attention span of a three-year-old. So, yeah. yeah sure. it's, but yeah. It's that it's, you know, unfortunately, people have lost family that they never got to say goodbye or visit because they couldn't get anywhere. So, yeah, I I just hope that we can keep kind of just moving on and not move backwards again, because we do need to start figuring things out. And that's my piece on this American Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes. Happy Thanksgiving for sure. Uh, My favorite holiday. And um, also, I wanted to say that we had some breaking news last night. Again, oh, another CMR exclusive. The president of UCCI has resigned. And is that, was that a new, was there, has he been president for a while? Or she? Or she, who is this? So this is Stacey McAfee. Um, oh. Three years. So her contract um, renewal is coming up in December. And she's opted out of um, not renewing that. You know, we just did a story, ironically, enough a couple days ago on her so it was quite interesting timing that she resigned um to resign yeah there seems to be a little bit of power struggle going on there so we revealed certain things in that story that might have been of interest to people oh well that's uh, yeah okay um so she's out (laughs) yeah we wish her all the best of luck yeah and I mean, that's, you know, three years is is definitely not a long, like, Tenure. year. Yeah. Yeah. But so the police have been busy um, intercepting uh, a drug boat and arresting people who are assaulting them while they do traffic stops and yeah. other such things. So yesterday they had a number of press releases that went up, including um, a 20-year-old man arrested for burglary. They had a 21-year-old man from Bodentown who became very aggressive and disruptive um, during a stop, a routine vehicular stop. And so um, he was actually tased <laughs> because of his behavior. Well, better um, than what they do in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he has uh, he's facing a bunch of charges, um, including assaulting the police. 
And so, yeah, he was kicking and striking at officers. And so not good for him. He's been arrested for disorderly conduct, obstructing police, resisting police and assaulting police. And yes. then you might wonder why. If it's just a routine check, why would you act like that? So, well, I mean, obviously we. <laughs> yeah, we can we can sort of speculate about all sorts of things, but yeah, that's not be- very becoming behavior of anybody who's sensible. <laughs> no, and you know that would show restraint from the police officers because if I, <laughs> I'm like, if someone starts kicking and attacking me, I'm, yeah. I probably wouldn't have that much rest- restraint. Yeah, well, anyway. you know, it's a tough job. It is. And a police yeah. officer. And so, um, but, you know, they're supposed to be trained. Of course, we know they're also human, but they are supposed to be trained to um, react in the most professional manner possible. And we always expect that of them. I think sometimes people do forget that they're human beings as well. Oh, yeah, no, um, and the police, in conjunction with um, the Coast Guard, intercepted a drug boat. Uh, so it looks like some guys were out um, in the waters. Um, actually, they were technically in international waters, but I clarified that we still have uh, an obligation to intercept them. Mm. And uh, yeah, they were had a bunch of cocaine on the boat. Ooh. Yes. Even. Well, so, um, police grabbed them as well. So does it come, so they bring them all to shore here now if they get them in international waters? Yeah, they, they get arrested and they get charged. In the closest jurisdiction, I suppose, which would have been us. I mean, chances are it's probably heading here anyway, <laughs> you know. Um, they just nabbed them before they got uh, within, technically within our borders. So, um, mm. yeah. So right. today is American Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And um, we wanted to do a special birthday shout out. Now, you know, CMR is very famous for birthday shout outs. Some people love sending us birthday shout outs. But look at this one. This is a special one for oh. Bailey the dog. Bailey the dog. That's a cute Isn't dog. he cute? I oh, know. Man. So adorable. So um, his owner said that um, she had no idea how much a human can love a pet until she met baby Bailey in 2019. Aw. goes on to say she was lonely, but he changed my world with hope, <clears throat> gave me a sense of purpose and reason to get out of bed, and the desire to return and to enjoy my home every day. That's cute. I know. She says, Bailey became uh, my second child, my companion, and my unconditional um, true love. He's always along for the ride, no matter what ups and downs life springs. And he shows his joy and compassion. He listens and believes in me. He's also my personal counselor and therapist. She's really (laughs) loving her dog. So he turned four uh, yesterday. And she said that she just wanted to celebrate him with all of his daily mischievousness with real love and lots of cookies. And um, she was also encouraging people, you know, to um, love a pet, that they're lifesavers. Aw. Bailey and um, her son. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that I, because we, uh, well, we rescued two cats from the Humane Society. So we have two adopted little cats. And I'm telling you, when I was pregnant, when we were, when we were like, okay, let's have a baby. And then I got pregnant. I was like, how am I ever going to love this baby as much as I love my cats? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I it, it, you know, obviously that all changed once, <laughs> you know, but I did think that I was like, oh my God, how, how, how can I, I ever love anyone more than these these little baby animals of mine. Yeah. yeah. That is quite funny. I get well, it. You know, if, if you are a, um, a mother or a pet owner first, um, and then you have a child, one of your biggest concerns is if they're even going to get along with each other and how well that transition will happen. Cause you know, dogs and cats, 
Yeah. And maybe other animals too can be um, jealous. They show these types of emotions. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So of course I was always concerned about my Coco and Gigi and how Coco, who had been like the center of attention forever, mm-hmm. would actually react when somebody else is the center of attention. But you know what? She was like the perfect dog. She just loved Gianna from day one. It was so amazing. The day we brought her home, Coco was very, very curious. And we kind of did like a little introduction. And then when we put her in her crib, Coco just went underneath the crib and just stayed there. Oh, like, yeah. From day one, she's like, okay, whatever this little thing is, I'm here to protect her. That's that really amazing. Yeah. I think I think dogs are easier to get along with. <laughs> little, yes, I've never been much of a, a transition person. period. Yeah. yeah, my cats are in a transition period still uh, just over five years now. <laughs> Oh gosh! I think it's more like little, you know, little kids pull the cats' tails and like chase them around. Yeah, kids don't always get it. Um, They're getting better. They're becoming better friends. But that's sweet. Well, happy birthday to little Bailey dog. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. All right. Well, are you you're doing your Thanksgiving dinner today? Um, you know what? I'm gonna be joining some um friends for Thanksgiving lunch. Oh, okay. And uh, big shout out to Miss Alrida in Georgetown. She is a Caymanian cook and, and people love her food. And she'll be doing um, her Thanksgiving cook up um, there in town as well. She's right up the street from, I forget what the street's called, but right up the street from Wellies in case anybody wants to pop mm-hmm. in. Her food is amazing. And um, yeah, so I'll have a, I'll at least get a plate of Thanksgiving food for sure. So I'm excited. Awesome. Didn't, I love didn't decide to, because of what's happening here, to bring anyone into our home, obviously. Oh, yeah. To do a big cook up or anything like that. But I'm still going to celebrate. And on the show this morning, we're going to be talking about all the things in our lives that we are thankful for. Awesome. Well, we have uh, Kimani and Thanksgiving soon. Kimani and Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's coming up December, the first Sunday in that's December. Why I love this place. Yeah. Three Thanksgiving. Canadian, gay man. Yep, cool. Well, enjoy, and I'm, thank, so I'm thankful for all of you. Aw, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Have a beautiful right. day, and hopefully Blake is uh, starting to feel on the men's. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. Actually, is he tuned in this morning? I was going to have a quick look to see if I saw any I don't know. He should be resting if he's sick. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I'm watching you. If you if you have time to be on social media, then you can come to work. <laughs> well, come on, we're all on social media, like even when we're sick. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Have a good one, Aaron. Bye. Bye. All right, so we're hoping Blake gets better soon. Oh no, I'm not forgetting my Thanksgiving lunch. Mm, I'm already thinking about it. Um, I love Thanksgiving. You know, you all know I love to eat. So, um, yes, somebody else just mentioned. They're like, when is Thanksgiving? Are you cooking? Bring me a plate of food. Nope, I ain't cooking. Not this year. Um, Olivia, good morning. Good morning to Miss Rosemary. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Wee Wee's here. Felicia's got it locked. Good morning to the beautiful Miss Morna. How are you? Uh, Liasa says, good morning, Sandy. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all. Stay safe and well. Camille is also here. Good morning, Camille. Kay has got it locked down. She said it's a beautiful day. And it is. Has anyone noticed the gorgeous weather? A little breezy. Oh, it feels wonderful. So last night I was out playing uh, pickleball, you know, my new obsession. And... Um, I didn't play for very long because it was already getting a little bit dark outside. 
And so, um, yeah, we had a fantastic time. Now, somehow I managed to have lost a ball. And I have no idea where it is. Like, it went in the garden beds. And I was looking and looking, and I can't find it. It's like the strangest thing. I mean, it is like a bright yellow color. So <laughs> you think it would be really, really easy to find. Um, so I saw it go into a particular garden bed, and then I can't find it. I'm looking amongst the lettuce. You know, I told you guys my husband's growing all sorts of stuff. So last week we were talking about the sorrel. So I gave out a bag of sorrel already. And I'm waiting for the next bunch to be picked. I know a lot of you messaged that you wanted some sorrel. So as soon as I can pick it, you can definitely um, you can definitely have it. So, um, yeah, well, I should say I'm going to leave the picking to Marlon, to be honest. But, yeah, it went in the garden bed, and I cannot locate it. I'm just like, where on earth did it go? So I'm down to one pickleball. We actually had both pickleballs end up in the gutter over the weekend, but thankfully we were able to get a tall ladder and retrieve them. So it's a lot of fun, you know, playing in the, the, the area of the garden that's like the narrowest, um, only because it also provides shade from the sun. The other side of the house has oh, too much sun. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's fun. You guys got to check out pickleball. Now, I've got some friends who are building a pickleball court and they have said, Sandy, when the pickleball court is done, you are most welcome to come and play. And they were saying that over the weekend, they actually played for three hours. I'm like, wow. You see, when you get into little fun stuff like this, you don't even recognize that you're getting tons of exercise. It's so much fun. You get a little bit competitive. So according to my husband, I'm extremely competitive. He's like, oh, you're, he's always telling my daughter, your mom doesn't like to lose. Well, you know, I just like to give things 100%. <laughs> so I go in there with a certain degree of vigor. And, you know, sometimes I'll sneak in a little shot. And then he's like, where did that come from? I'm like, mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you do like a short drop on somebody, when they're not expecting it, you drop the ball just, just over the net where they can't reach it. And he's like, I knew you were going to do that. So it's lots of fun. And it's a fun thing to do, I think, as, as families together. Any kind of, you know, physical activity that gets you outside, fresh air. Enjoying this um, Christmas breeze is beautiful. So, uh, and that, and that, all right, let me get this right. Uh, Inabili. Did I get that right or did I just butcher your name? Good morning to you. Carol says, stop the exit PCR test. Ridiculous. Carol's been on that bandwagon for a minute. I'm feeling it, Carol. I understand. Um, Ervalyn, good morning. Emma's here. Morning to Miss Bonnie. Miss Elizabeth, good morning. Chantel. Lily, the beautiful Lily says, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. So what are you guys thankful for this morning? Miss Sue, anybody else looking forward to a little Thanksgiving dinner? Um, so first question is, what are you thankful for? By the way, I've got some gift certificates. Let's give away some gift certificates today. Let's be thankful and give away some wonderful gift certificates from um, corporate sponsors, Burger King and Popeyes. Um, they don't have Thanksgiving dinner, but you can still get a chicken sandwich or something. Oh, I love the Popeyes chicken sandwich, by the way. Wee oui, Wee oui, says, happy Thanksgiving. What's your, what, what are you most thankful for in your life? I know sometimes it's hard to pick like just one thing that you're thankful for. Um, for me, of course, it's family, my daughter, my husband, um, having a home that you can come to that is not just like a house, like it feels like a home, um, having a few good friends, you know, I'm thankful for health. Oh my gosh, there's so much to be thankful for. 
Um, Hero Blair says it's cold in Orlando. Wow. U.S. has got a little winter situation going on. How cold is cold? Um, Tracy, who's Canadian, they get to, to celebrate Thanksgiving first. So she's extending her Thanksgiving um, uh, greetings to her American friends. Do you celebrate it again, Tracy? Like I like celebrating all of them, like Aaron said. So um, yeah, I love Canadian Thanksgiving. Although I didn't know until I moved back to Cayman that they even had such a thing in Canada as well, but why not? Um, and then I told you guys, you know, about how Cayman Thanksgiving got started. When we get closer to that, we'll have some guests on the program to talk about that a little bit. And um, yeah, my American Thanksgiving is the one that I'm most familiar with because I lived in the States for 15 years of my life growing up. So I am all into American Thanksgiving and I absolutely love it. Um, so Tony says, I hope that those drugs are destroyed and not distributed by corrupt police. Well, let's hope so. I think they have a, a decent protocol in place now for how they account for um, drugs. So yeah, I'm taking a little tablet because I forgot to take it last night. Miss mm -hmm. Juanita, good morning to you. <clears throat> Sonia's here, happy Thanksgiving. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Um, you guys are challenging me with these beautiful names today. Uh, Omadevi, is that how you pronounce your name? Ooh, I don't even know if I want to pronounce the last name. Uh, Bri, I feel like the D is probably silent. Bri Jodhan. Is that even remotely close to what it should be? Um, Hero Blair is thankful for friends, for family, friends, and good health. Mm -hmm. Cece is thankful for life, health, strength, uh, patience, my family, and my peace of mind. That's a good one. Peace of mind is really important, let me tell you. Um, Cece, don't forget you need to link me up um, to get something from me. I've been sitting on the floor of the hall and my husband's like, why are they still here? I'm like, yes, I need to get that sorted out. Um, Sonia is thankful for health, family is everything. Thank you, Miss Sonia. Um, so there is a lot. I'm surprised more of you are not telling me what you're thankful for. There's so much to be thankful for. Alice, what are you thankful for? Good morning to you, my darling. Um, yeah, there's so much to be thankful for now. Um, I'm a little bit thankful that the UCCI president has decided to resign. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh -huh. Some of the stuff that I hear going on there, some of the shenanigans are not nice at all. Um, what a mess. Let's talk about it. So last night, right in the middle of our premiere access show, I, um, you know, got a message that the UCCI president has resigned. So I was like, what? Let me, um, get on that story right away. So where's Kevin? Good morning to Kevin Watler. Happy Thanksgiving, Kevin. Are you going to be having some turkey today? I messaged Kevin on WhatsApp real quick. I said, Kev, I need you to take over um, my the show for me. I need you to co-host so that um, I can put the story up. And he was like, I didn't even tell him what the story was. I was like, I just got a story I got to do. Um, and he's like, oh, what's going on?
So <clears throat> let me just. So yeah, so he jumped on um, immediately, and um, you know I was able to uh, put the story up. And even the premier said, you know, he had some te technical difficulties for the last half an hour of the show, so we did have to end the show a little bit early. But even he said he was not even aware that she had resigned. What's the protocol? You know, we hire these people under certain conditions and whatever, and then when they resign and leave or they run away like Saeed did for stealing or whatever, they don't even bother to tell us that they're gonna run and abscound with their money. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that it was gonna be a really good situation uh, from what I understand, especially what we have coming about UCCI. So, um, I think for her, it's going to be less stress in her life. So she sent in an email. We're going to go through the email here in a second. Irvlin is thankful for health and life. Good morning, Miss Joy, joining us from Texas. Emma says, I'm thankful to be alive another day. Absolutely, Emma. Trust me. You just never know. Life is so precarious and short. And um, you're here today. You know, there used to be a saying, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow. I feel like you're here today and you're gone today. Like literally, it seems like life can just um, change in the blink of an eye. So, um, you know, we have to be thankful that we are able to talk and get up and we have our faculties. Good morning to Bonnie. She's thankful for life, breath, and God's mercies. Uh, Marsha is thankful for life, health, family, and my few associates. Well, everything that I'm blessed with. Absolutely. Um, so Alice says, I'm thankful for life, uh, family, health, not too much, a hundred percent, um, unbearable pain from back surgery last uh, year at health city. So sorry to hear that. Please pray for all. So we hope that you start to um, feel better. You know, <clears throat> chronic pain, Alice is a hell of a thing. And, um, you know, I've experienced that, like, even right now I'm talking to you guys, my elbow, is in pain. Uh, I've, I've, I finally had to give in and start doing some, um, well, I've been doing physio, but I need to follow up on my, my renewal for my referral for physio. But I finally had to start taking some medication despite my desire to not want to take any. Sometimes um, the pain really is unbearable. And so I'm still in pain, although I'm taking, um, what's it called, acoxia, whatever that I didn't really want to take. But sometimes, you know, we have to do whatever we have to do in order to feel a little bit better. So um, <clears throat> I'm uh, doing that. And um, I can only imagine, like I've had back pain over the years that was severe, probably nothing like what Alice is going through. Of course, I've never had back surgery. But chronic pain is just, oh my God, it makes you appreciate the mornings that you get up and that you have no pain. Like, though, you're just like, wow, that's amazing. So I really hope that you um, start to feel better because I sympathize with you a lot, believe me you. Um, and, you know, as we start to get older, we start to have all these aches and pains all over the place, child. Um, I was noticing yesterday I was kind of rubbing my hand and I had a little ache, like, between this finger, these two fingers. I'm like, hmm, what on earth is that all about? I mean... I'm not left-handed, but I do know I obviously use it for certain things. Um, so I don't know if I picked up something 
maybe a grocery bag or something with my left hand that was like a little bit heavy and it's put a little bit of pain there. Child, life. And, you know, there are things that we need to be doing. So before you get to the point where you're immobile, remaining mobile is really, really important. That's why I'm like, you know, I love pickleball. <laughs> you guys are going to get sick of me talking about pickleball here in a minute. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not moving super fast right now, but at least it gives me a little bit of running up and down. And I was thinking to myself last night, hmm, I'm actually feeling kind of nice and loose from the pickleball swinging. Maybe I could head in the gym next. You all might soon hear me going in that gym, child, and walking on the treadmill, using the elliptical, the bicycle, the rower, anything. Blissful Powell says, I'm thankful for all the bad and negative things that happened to me, or I wouldn't have a reason to elevate. Thankful. Ooh, that's a good one, Blissful Powell. I like that. Um, you know, I was actually saying this in relation to my court case to someone the other day, because in my mind, it could have all been avoidable had I filed um, my defense in time. And, you know, you always like, oh, should have done that. But in a way, it was a lesson that I needed to learn. So I'm really thankful for the lesson that came out of it. And the experience is what taught me the lesson, right? Because you wouldn't have it otherwise. So I agree, Blissful Powell, that sometimes even what we perceive as the negative things, as my um, little psychic uh, acupuncture friend in Miami used to say, you're right where you're supposed to be. So even in the midst of going through it, that's where you're meant to be because there is a life lesson in that moment for you. And hopefully all of us are learning these life lessons as we move forward. So I am very thankful for the experience because it taught me a lot. Um, and it also made me see that even if you feel like things don't work initially, that there's hope of recovering a situation, even, even in terms of like the judicial situation. You know, um, Kyle from Broadhurst and Attorneys at Law was able to come in and correct a situation. And thankfully, the judge um, was amenable to that and was open to what had actually transpired. And, um, you know, like I said, we're waiting on the decision so we can talk about the details of exactly what happened at the hearing. But yeah, had I not gone through that in 2019, I feel like it was such a challenging year. That's when this happened. I actually had like three cases in 2019 that were all really uh, big cases. So I think that I had to prioritize my time because I was doing everything myself. And that's really what happened with this case. It was allowed to fall through the cracks because of that as well. And let's be quite frank, then the pandemic hit and all this other stuff. So it's been a crazy last couple of years, right? So um so yeah, you know, that's a life lesson that now I can walk away from um, having a little bit more knowledge. So let's be thankful for um, the, the trying times in our lives as well. So Liasa says, thankful for God's grace and mercy and the patience that he has bestowed upon me for such a time as this. I mean, we're going through it with COVID folks. We are going through it. And as a result, I feel like... Um, you know, we are all going to be um, super thankful to just get through it at the end. Like, I think all of us will come back from this and say, wow, I survived. Um, you know, I was reading something in the, I think it was The Economist. I just saw the headline and it said something like, you know, the fact that 
that um, the the pandemic is going to going to get easier only because it's been really bad. And I thought that's an interesting, super interesting headline, first of all. And it is a really interesting way to look at life. Like how much worse can it get was basically what it was saying. And it basically said that it's going to get better um, because it's been pretty bad. So I thought, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, so many people have died around the world, millions of people. And I think that if you're one of the fortunate people that hasn't known someone personally that has been touched by this pandemic in, in the sense of like death, that is something to be thankful for. I mean, I know that sounds horrible, but that's thankful. That's something to be thankful for. Darlene says, thankful um, for too much to mention. Most of all, I made it back home after being gone for so long. Want to get my CMR marks from Sandy. <gasps> home? Darlene, as in you're in the Cayman Islands? What? Well, of course you're going to get your CMR mug, girl, and a personal visit for me. Wow. Um, so Lily says, I'm sad for Dr. McAfee's resignation. She's done a lot for UCCI students in different ways. I wish her the best of luck. Well, um, I think that that is certainly one angle. And um, to be quite frank and honest, she certainly highlighted that um, in her resignation letter, everything that she's done. But Ms. Lilly, let's be honest and fair about the situation now. She's also done a lot of things that um, do not make her... Um, the best person in the world either in terms of a president of a university. So I'm feeling a little bit lukewarm um, about her. And like I said, I'm not necessarily going to miss her resignation. I just hope that they make a better choice going forward. And I'll, I'm going to talk about some of the issues that I have here in a second. So Robin says, we have no choice. You cannot board a plane unless you're negative. It's a requirement for destination of country to show negative PCR tests. I think she's responding to um, to Carol's comment. I think Carol's point is in reference um, to like when she says an exit PCR test, she doesn't mean I don't think exiting the country. She says once you've been positive after 10 days, she thinks it makes no sense to even test someone. But some people seem to maintain a viral load um, even after that period of time that can be quite high. So Marshall, happy Thanksgiving and good morning. Um, Ahmad, thank you. Okay, Ahmad, you're really trying me this morning. Um, Asalam, you alakiam, no clue if that's remotely correct. Perla is here having, having a large cup of coffee. Uh, she's got a CMR mug. Catherine, thank you for tuning in. Miss Alice, you're most welcome. Blissful says, Mama used to tell me that after every storm, there's always comes a calm and COVID is the calm, but we patiently wait for, COVID is the storm, sorry. Oh, COVID is definitely not a calm, honey. But we patiently wait for the calm. Yes, and I believe that too. There's always, you know, life has ups and downs and valleys and peaks and, you know, and you don't, believe me, you don't appreciate the peaks if you've never been down in the valley, child. 
you know, you if you've never um, had a moment where you've questioned life and you've questioned why are you even here and, you know, oh, that's when you enjoy the good stuff. It, it, the, the contrast in life um, is a necessity. So you, you've got to know that there's good, there's bad, and there are moments when you will be super thankful and there are moments when, you know, maybe we're all not as thankful as we should be because of things that's happening. We've all been unemployed. We've all had financial difficulties. Some of us have had marriage difficulties, divorces, you know, miscarriages, all sorts of stuff. And you don't appreciate, there's nothing like, I suppose, I mean, I personally haven't had this experience, but I can imagine there's absolutely nothing like holding a baby in your hand. I was reading a headline uh, from somebody else's post this morning, a 50 year old having a baby after years, lifelong of fertility issues. And at 50, she finally got pregnant. I was like, whoa. It's risky to have a baby at 50, but, you know, it worked out for her. Imagine her holding her baby after trying so hard to have a baby. There must be nothing else in the world. You know, that moment is so amazing. Um, and it's it's having had those other experiences that really make you appreciate it. So South Margie says, I'm so thankful to be here at home in the Cayman Islands, still safe and perfectly fine. Let me share a little picture of my daughter. Look at this picture. I just came across this in my Facebook memories this morning. Um, look at this. This was uh, 2017, so she was a little bit over a year. And um, she's just so full of personality. She, She's a little bit of a wild child sometimes, but I suppose all children are like that. But she is something else. She is so funny. Uh, full of life and really adds a lot of comic relief to our household on a daily basis. Trust me. Absolutely funny child. All right, let me give away a gift certificate. It is Thanksgiving after all. Popeyes or Burger King, your choice. What shall the question be this morning? Let's make it a um, Thanksgiving related question. I need to actually look up the answer. Let's do some Thanksgiving trivia. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready? Ready, ready, ready? All right. Thanksgiving trivia. Um, here's a good one. How long was the first Thanksgiving celebration? So way back when they first celebrated it, how long was the first Thanksgiving celebration? Anybody can get that question? You got yourself a gift certificate. Um, and I'll give you an alternative question so you can answer either one. Thank you, Miss Wee Wee. Good morning, Minister. Um, oh, yes. He said, hope you got the confirmation needed for your coup story. Cha, the coup story was right on the money. Um, just a speculation about what ship it could have been, which we already had corrected by yesterday morning. So um, by the time that press release came out yesterday afternoon, we had that correct. So Hero Blair says three days, and he's absolutely correct. It was three days. So um, I know that you're actually not in Cayman, so maybe you'll re-gift it. But would you like a Popeye's gift certificate or um, Popeye's? We got Popeye's and we got Burger King. Which would you like? And let me know. So Tracy came in at three days. Good job, Tracy. But Hero was first on the keyboard. All right, let's do another one. So... Um, Hero Blair, please send me your um, 
details on what you'd like to do with your gift certificate. Ooh, let's see. Here's a good one. You know, it has been a, a U.S. Um, tradition to pardon a turkey. So they go through this whole pardon a turkey thing. And so this question is, um, who was the first president to pardon a turkey? So who was the first president to pardon a turkey? Mm. This is a good one. Let me grab my pen because I need to make my little notes about who wins because otherwise I forget. So I'll be like, who won the gift certificate again? So who was the first president of the United States to really start that tradition of pardoning a turkey? So um, any takers for that one? Let me know. So this whole thing about pardoning a turkey is kind of funny, actually. Um, Ellen, guess Reagan. Nope. Abraham Lincoln, not so far back, Jared. Um, Kennedy. Which Kennedy? Have we had more than one President Kennedy? No, his brother was. So yes, um, I'll give it to Irvlin. So it was actually John F. Kennedy. He was the first um, president to pardon a turkey. And then that was followed up by um, President George H.W. Bush made the turkey pardon an annual event. So, um, yes, Ervalyn, you have to message me and let me know which gift certificate you'd like. Let me write down that you've won. Okay, good job. Um, Carmely went way back to 1947 for President Harry S. Truman. Um, Virtuous says, I'm, I'm thankful for... Right now, my pains are not so high. I'm testing my cognitive. I'm typing this message to test for therapy because of dealing with uh, Raynaud's phenomenon, arthritis, and fibromyalgia, etc. Happy Thanksgiving, Jesus, and everyone. Ronald Reagan, nope. Washington, so it was um, John F. Kennedy. So good job. Ooh, some of y'all guessing Andrew Jackson, George Washington, y'all going way back. Good morning, um, King, how are you? He's like, I have no idea. I'm just here for the fun. Okay, so, um, oh, here's a good one. Let's talk about Thanksgiving food. How many calories on average are consumed per person at your Thanksgiving dinner. Lord have mercy. Woo! Now this is a whopper. How many calories do you think are consumed per person at Thanksgiving dinner? Now that's crazy. Um, one person's like, I want you to get to the gossip about the president. That's what I want to hear at Thanksgiving. That's what I would be thankful for. Uh, we're going to send you a virtual hug. So how many calories do you think we consume on Thanksgiving? Okay, got it, Irvlin. So you're a winner, which let me know which gift certificate you want. Um, so King says, good morning, laughing out loud. Thanksgiving calories, 2,200. Carmelie says 3,000 to 4,500. So Carmelie, I'm going to give it to you because on the high end, you got it right. 
4,500 calories. Oh my God. How many calories are we supposed to have a day? Like, I feel like it's, um, it depends on if you want to lose weight or not. But on average, we should be eating, I think it depends on a few different factors, but 4,500 a day is a lot. Mm-mm. So, um, if you're trying to lose weight, a general rule of thumb is to reduce your caloric intake to 500 fewer calories than your body needs. So some recommendations are between like 2000 and 2025 in terms of calories. So most women between the age of 19 to 30 require between 2000 and 2400 calories per day to maintain their weight. And women between 31 and 59, uh, generally in that age group, should consume between 1,800 to 2,200 per day to maintain their weight. So if you're trying to lose weight, you know, obviously you gotta shave off a little bit of that. And uh, men get a little bit more because they're just lucky. <laughs> and uh, on Thanksgiving Day, we consume on average 4,500 calories. So Carmelie, you can message me about which uh, gift certificate you'd like. That's a lot of calories, I must admit. That's double, at least, what you should be taking in. But yes, I can totally see that, right? The turkey, the ham, the, oh my God. Ugh, I'm making myself hungry already. I love Thanksgiving food. What's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Like for me, I feel like everything goes together. Like I can't have turkey without the cranberry, without the stuffing, Um the sweet potato, the um, candied yams. Oh my God, I love candied yams. Everything. Some of the some of the dishes like the potatoes and stuff, like if you do mashed potatoes, I'm like, eh, you know, I can have it with or without mashed potatoes, but everything else is like a necessity. And then your carb loading, right? So many carbs on that dish, but trust me, y'all, y'all eat up for me today. Um King says 1200 if you work in an office. <laughs> Damien says a buffalo. What's What was that for? Uh, Lily will only do ham, so no turkey. What do you prefer, ham or turkey? I love both. Like I said, especially for Thanksgiving, I think they need to go together. Hmm. Oh, here's a good one. How many women were at the very first Thanksgiving celebration? Not a whole lot, that's for sure. Not a whole lot at all. No turkey for Lily. How many women do you think? Uh, King says I'm on a diet. Shouldn't be in this conversation, making me hungry. I don't celebrate American Thanksgiving, but since moving to the UK, I celebrate Cayman Thanksgiving, which is December the 5th this year. Nice. So in about another week and a few days, you can be doing, doing it all over. Um, Popeye's gift certificate. Yes. Good. Message me, folks, if you've won about which one you'd like. Um, people really like Popeyes. People love them some Popeye chicken. I like the Popeye sandwiches. Um, Carmelie says four women. Nope. F uh, close, but you've already won a gift certificate, young lady. Um, Marshall says, I don't like candied yams, but I don't like sweet potato or pumpkin pie. Everything else is good. Really? 
Oh my God. Can I tell you? First of all, candy yams, I love, absolutely love. And my favorite pie, now listen, I maybe you have to be an American to appreciate this. There's pumpkin pie and there's sweet potato pie. They are two very, very different things. Alvin, you are a winner. Congratulations, Alvin. Please uh, message me about which gift certificate you'd like and we'll arrange to get that to you. So um, sweet potato pie is my favorite. And uh, my aunt, bless her heart. Oh, Aunt Lottie was the best cook in the world. And she made a sweet potato pie like nobody else from scratch. Her pie crust was from scratch. She'd be sitting there kneading the pie dough. Oh, my God. She was an amazing cook. And one of my favorite things that she made, and I always said that I should have really learned the recipe and I didn't, was her sweet potato pie. Wow. My favorite. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Elaine guessed two women. Nope, it was actually five. So Alvin got that right. So let's talk a little bit about UCCI. Um, We'll continue some trivia throughout the day. So get ready for your Thanksgiving trivia questions. We're going to give away all these gift certificates. Be thankful for that. Thankful for Burger King and Popeyes for giving us gift certificates. We're going to get some from our other corporate sponsors as well. Louise says, love some sweet potato pie. I do too. Um, King says, I do have a thing for the butter pecan pie. I like pecan pies, but... Sweet potato just is my heart and my and my dessert heart. And you guys know I love desserts. And I, I'm a person that likes like fancy desserts. So to me, sweet potato isn't really a fancy dessert, but it just hits the spot. It is good. Um, and I've never made a sweet potato pie in my life, but my aunt used to make them all the time. So, okay, folks, um, UCCI. So listen, my sources have told me, and I'm working hard to get my hands on this, that um, when the new board came in in September, they had to undertake a bit of a, there's a report out there that is not very favorable to the president of UCCI. So the president, in her resignation letter, she highlighted all of the wonderful things that she had done during her tenure. And I think, you know, I'm going to show you guys some of the email here. I think that that's wonderful. And I suppose that that's what you do um, when you're going to resign you talk about, you know, all the great stuff. Oh, you guys can't even see that. That's so tiny. Uh, let me see if we can enlarge this. Yes, there we go. So she sends it out to all staff at 7.30 p.m. And she says, it's with a heavy heart that I announced today that I will be concluding my tenure as president and CEO of UCCI at the end of my contract. Now, remember just a couple of days before that, uh, we had mentioned that um, in, in the context of talking about the, the um, board getting compensated, we wanted to clarify exactly how that compensation came about. But we couldn't do so in a vacuum because folks, in the real world, very few things happen in a vacuum. So you need to understand that um, there is a situation that was happening between the president of the university and the board. And let's be honest, I think under the last board, what had happened to her is she was given a free check to do whatever she wanted to do, quite literally. And there was little to no board oversight. They allowed her to do whatever. And she had gotten used to that. I think this board has made it very clear that that's not going to be the MO. 
you know, she's not going to just be there doing whatever she feels like. This board is like, mm, nah, it ain't going to happen. Um, so, you know, as a result of that, I think she kind of saw the writing on the wall anyway, because my sources have said that essentially she wanted to um, not even have her contract, her, her renewal um, advertised. So she thought, oh, she'd just get an extension of her three-year contract. And the board made it very, very clear that the position would be open to, um, to full advertisement, both locally and overseas, I suppose. So maybe she thought, Eh, what's the point of going through this recruitment process? And then I think we also highlighted a couple things um, that really do not make her look good. So I understand Lily says she did a lot for the school, and I'm not going to take away from any of that because I don't, I don't have confirmation on any of that. But I do know what she wasn't getting right, and those are some of the things that we need to be talking about. So she does talk about the fact that she will not be renewing her contract at her, um, at her um, choice, I guess. At this point, um, it may come down to that anyway. And then she goes on to say that during my three years at the helm of the university, uh, we've all worked tirelessly to grow the financial and future stability. And she talks about the fact that the student body, the student enrollment has increased by 43% across all degree programs. Now, this is a little bit of an odd situation because I must tell you that there are people who are close to the university who have questioned. She says that there are some 2,000 students. <clears throat> By the way, we've sent in an FOI request, and I'm waiting to see if they are even going to um, respond to the FOI request, because in the past, the university hasn't. And they have claimed that they've had a 43% increase in student enrollments, and they have some 2,000 students enrolled. Now, um, there are people who question that number. They say, we don't have 2,000 people enrolled at UCCI. Where is that figure coming from? Well, we've asked for a breakdown of where that figure is coming from. Inquiring minds want to know, apparently. I want to know. So we'll wait and see if we uh, ever get that information. So I don't know how she's coming out with 43%. That seems like a lot. Um... Maybe she knows something that we don't know. She says philanthropy has increased 15-fold. And for this year alone, uh, is over a million dollars of gifts and commitments. What is philanthropy for UCCI? What, what exactly does that mean? What sort of gifts are they getting in from home? I'm curious. Because in my mind, this university always seems to be having financial issues. And they're operating at, you know, a deficit and all sorts of problems. And government is funding them, you know, millions of dollars. So if they're getting so much in gifts and commitments of over a million dollars, what exactly does that mean? I would, I would love for her to expound on that um, before she leaves. Again, I have no clue what that means. She says student achievement has also soared. This is good to know. The roster of students making the presence and dean's list has grown, she says, 31% and 64% in two years. Okay. Um. If that's true, that's fantastic. Uh, for three for three years, UCI's team of students has also won the regional charted financial analyst competition. That's a CFA competition, a contest involving more than a thousand universities worldwide. Beautiful. 
Two of the four cohorts of nursing students have also achieved 100% pass rate on external exams, a feat rarely obtained by nursing schools. All right. And she says, in support of her commitment to equity and inclusion, 83% of staff promotions have gone to Cayman employees. Erks! Pump the brakes there. Because this seems to be a point that a lot of people would disagree with her on. She claims of those hired during that period, 40% were Caymanian and 50% permanent residents. Hmm. 40% Caymanians. Is that supposed to be something that you're excited about? 40% hired Caymanians? Uh, child, if you were in the 80, 90% percentile, then I would mention it. 40% really isn't that good when you think about it. Now, um, some of you are saying embellishments. Jared said, that's a lie. Well, I'm telling you, one of the reasons that she's probably not happy with the board is that the board has undertaken um, a, um, what do you call it? The board has undertaken an HR audit that is going to reveal a lot of things. There were so many complaints. And this is where I find these numbers about staff promotions and hiring of Caymanians to be a bit of an interesting um, thing to highlight as a success. Because when you talk to people who are in the know, uh, some have left the university, in fact, they're not of the opinion that that's what's happening there at all. In fact, they will tell you that they have been disenfranchised more during the last three years than probably ever before. She has demoted Caribbean staff is what I understand, hired some of her own. In some instances, staff members have moved into other positions because they were looking for salary increase and then when she re-advertised their job, she increased the salary by like $30,000 to import her friends from overseas. I'm just saying, this is what the streets are talking. So the streets are not giving her a favorable mark as it comes to the hiring of Caymanian or local staff, none at all. In fact, I've heard that she's demoted a number of people, Dr. So-and-so and this doctor. Oh, we're going to be naming names, you know. I'm just waiting on confirmation and a few things from multiple sources. And she's demoted these people. Or in some instances, made their lives so uncomfortable, they've completely left and resigned from the university. So, Dr. McAfee, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, rumor has it that the school has also received a qualified audit for 2020. Funny enough, she has not mentioned, um, you know, she talks about outstanding campus facilities. She did spend a lot of money on some upgrades. I don't even know if the upgrades are yet completed because they were behind schedule. But I do know that she has spent a lot of money trying to upgrade the physical environment and do all sorts of stuff. And, you know, um, I suppose that has its place, but... Uh, we know that that's not really what makes a school a good school all the time. There's more to it than that. Um, so she doesn't make mention, quite interestingly enough, of any of the failures. For example, the failure of um, the head of hospitality who was stealing under her tenure. No mention of that. The failure of having a man teaching there who uh, is now in court for child pornography. 
No mention of that. Oh, by the way, he was supposed to be in court yesterday at 2.30, but it turns out he has COVID. So his trial has been postponed until December, I think the week of the 6th or something like that. So um, Freddie has come down with COVID. Freddie Diaz. Ironic, isn't it? All right. So Mr. Freddie has COVID. And the UCCI president is embellishing her accomplishments. I really need to get my hands on this report that the board has produced that I hear, again, has been a scathing report of what they found at the university. So if y'all know any sources that no sources that no sources, please hook up a friend. Get me some, um, get me that report, honey chow because I want to read it and I want to share it with y'all. But yes, my sources said um, that basically, yeah, that was not, um, mm -hmm. so, you know, this current government and their SPS has indicated that they want to make UCCI free um, for Caymanian students to attend. And that's one of the reasons why they wanted to improve the governance structure from now. So that's the board. And, um, you know, that is underway. So the board will get like a proper office, a proper um, PA and so on. And Gilbert McLean, who is head of the board, I understand, is actually working full time. So I know some of you were like, well, why should he be getting a salary? Well, you know, if you intend to have um, professionals uh, working full time and giving of their time, then I think that they should be compensated. Not like they have to have the highest compensation in the world, but I think that they should be fairly compensated. And the other thing it does is it reduces the opportunity for them to want to take kickbacks and other things. So Jared says that's a lie. He says those facts aren't true. And he agrees that something is amiss. So Jared, you ready? Good morning. You look like you got a fresh haircut, man. You got to un unmute yourself, Jared. You you're ready for us? We're ready for you. Okay, so he says one minute. All right, let's pull you out till you sort out your microphone. Hey, right, Sandy, how are you doing? Morning, morning, morning. I'm doing how are you? What do you make of this resignation? Can you, you're ready for us? We're ready for you. Yeah. Um, you got some so, going on. One minute. All right, let's pull you out so you sort out your microphone. Yeah, right, can you hear me now? There we go. I'm not able to hear you. You might want to plug that headset back in and hear us that way, I think. Yeah, change, change those uh, settings. So Emma says, if it's a fact, how can it be, how can it turn out to be false? Well, you know, can you hear facts, me now, Miss Sunday? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I feel like I'm having technical difficulties here. Okay. Yeah, just adjust the um, the output settings for audio. So, Emma, this is where um, you know people can say anything as a fact, but we would love to be. Able I'm going to gonna log back in and okay. try this again. No problem. So we would love to see, Emma, where that information is coming from. Um, again, if she says 83% of staff promotions have gone to Caymanians, show us how that's possible when you have Caymanians there who have left, who've resigned, 
who are not happy, who are on the verge of resigning because of what has been happening with the Caymanian staff. It's a peculiarity, but we definitely want to figure out uh, where she's getting these numbers from. I think that HR audit uh, should obviously go through and, um, you know, we need to find out exactly well, what's the what, what's the real deal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. Um. Mm -mm. I don't know. Sounds a little bit crazy to me. Um, so, you know, again, there have been some areas of concern and I told you guys, listen, when she, um, when the university president talked about, um, this case here with Freddie, right. And she issued that statement that he was not a teacher. This is a bold faced lie. She actually issued a statement on behalf of the university saying that she can confirm that in 2021, he was employed as a staff member in a non-teaching capacity. And then we get a schedule where he shows up on the, um, on the list teaching, not one, not two, but four different classes. So how do you explain that? And she's gonna lie about something like that. I mean, come on now, there he is teaching those four classes. What, what else might she be, not, be lying about? Uh, Jared, what do you think? What else could she be lying about? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to speculate. Um, but I but mean, do you believe all of this about Caymanians being hired first? And Well, first of all, 40% okay. hiring, um, not really a high number. Okay, so what I do know, um, mm -hmm. all the chair positions that were there, they were marketed out because I did see them on the um, on government website. Mm -hmm. And um, from, from what I know, you know, people were feeling the pressure. Yes, she has made some um, changes, technological changes, improved the website and all of that. But she hasn't given anybody any credit. So like Dr. Kadisha Swearing, who is the one mm -hmm. who takes the students to these places overseas to compete mm -hmm. for the accounting, whatever. The, I don't hear mm -hmm. no mention of that. Like, that don't make no mm -hmm. sense. I, I understand when you're in an organization and you're the top dog, you're mm -hmm. the person that gets the credit. But she doesn't even outline, you know, hey, I want to thank my staff for supporting me or anything like that. It just goes to show a certain level of narcissistic behavior that mm -hmm. when certain people come, they occupy certain positions. It's just I, I guess here she does say we have also worked as a team. What happened to Dr. Livingston? Do you know any any of the staff movements? That's that, that, that the one I was going to talk about. Okay, because, because he, here through the grapevine, Dr. Livingston been kind of demoted. Because what, what had happened originally, he was the, um I think, the vice president. And I think less than a year after mm -hmm. he had that position, he gone. Nobody, nobody know what happened. You know, hear nothing. You're mm -hmm. just, you know, in that position. And then when you look at all the people who occupy the positions, it's people from North America. And and there was this um thing about, oh, you know, there's too much Jamaicans in the um field. 
to be quite honest, Jamaicans are good at what they do when it comes to education. There's mm -hmm. no ifs or buts. But if all the chair positions are going out to people who don't know Cayman and, and things like that, she had a, she had a little run-in with Mr. Borden, President I Borden. was just going to say that. I was actually trying to um, find that post by Rod, Roy Borden because I think a lot of people have probably forgotten what he had to say. Yeah, he didn't and, have a good he didn't have a good experience. Yeah, and he I, he says that she has denied him. Um, let me just stop screening, sh stop sharing my screen for a second because I want to find the post. Um, Roy Borden said uh, that he denied he was denied the opportunity to have his symposium at UCCI, which is something that everybody felt should have been um, open to all of the students. And this was back in, um, I think last year, early this year. Yeah, I think it was earlier this year in June. Yes. Um, but yes, he said that she has denied him that, that opportunity. And then she came up with a response saying that, oh, that wasn't true. Um, <sighs> that, that because of COVID and this, not, and he said basically that that was a bold faced lie. It's a lie. Because, you know, Mr. Biden said, you know, FOI the report. I FOI the report. I don't play. Mm -hmm. I went to UCCI. And what I got from Mr. Bond's report was he was uh, highlighting a lot of social issues in regards to Caymanians having access to, to education mm -hmm. or at UCCI. Now, yes, she got money. That is good. But my issue is you need to highlight your staff. You're only good as your weakest link. And she's the biggest, weakest link there. So if from my thing, if you're going to disrespect a Caymanian, and not only that, an educated Caymanian who was in this position, I have no respect for you. Mm -hmm. That's just the point. You can't disrespect Caymanians and expect me to have respect for you because you're from America. You got PhD. You don't work like that. Cayman works on a different wavelength. And people who come to Cayman, they don't know that and they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And they always have these issues when they get these big, big positions and they're like, oh, I can do it. And... <laughs> And when they realize what they buck up in is more than what they can manage, they run away mm -hmm. like what she's doing now. Because what she realized is probably mm -hmm. all the stuff turn on. So let, let's um let's let's bring back up what um Roy Baden said at the time, mm -hmm. which I think is um is very telling. So give me one second here. And this was his opinion of what transpired. Um let me just see if I can make sure I get the right um, window open up here. So give me one second. Um, yes, but Mr. Baden was not too pleased. Yeah, he, he was very outspoken. Yes. And I, I like that because not a lot of um, Caymanian heads really talk about or can talk about issues within the government because they're working mm -hmm. in government. You can't outrightly... <clears throat> for lack of better words, speak against the government, even if it is something that they're doing wrong. And there's another issue is with the board in that sometimes the board at times may overstep the president's um, authority because that was highlighted in Mr. Borden's case as well. Now mm -hmm. in, in Dr. McAfee's case, the board probably didn't like her and they said, well, you know. well, from what I understand, the previous board, and so the new board is just in, but the previous board appeared to have given her a lot of leeway to do whatever she wanted. And this board was really going to put a bit more oversight in place 
I think that's where heads were starting to buck a little bit. So here we have um, UCCI. This was in June, late June of this year. And they're, they called it a misunderstanding, but Roy Bodden did not mince his words when he said the following. So let us have um, a look at you know what Roy Bodden had to say. Oops. Oh, sorry. Let me scroll down a little bit. Here we go. This is the video. Disturbing the status quo. Troublemaker. I've been branded all those things of the whole encyclopedia. And in this particular case, the situation is further compounded by another circumstance. And I want to put this as delicately as I can, but some things cannot be avoided. People ask me, why wasn't this held at the University College where students could have access to the presentations as they were interested? Well, this morning in her presentation, my good friend, the Honorable Madam Speaker, as I call her, she gave the answer. Wasn't held at the University College because the president of the University College refused to have the ceremony there. The president being one of those who have afforded themselves an unwarranted level of superiority. No one should have in another man's country. A supercilious attitude permeates every level. Now you answer this question and you will see the difficulty of a public intellectual in a society like the Cayman Islands. I was the president of the University College for nine years. The person who rescued it from the morass in which a former imported president left it. And now, upon my departure, the board was so impressed that they gave me the title of President Emeritus. And yet, I could not hold a function like this, a function like this to uplift, elevate the minds of Caymanians? What kind of society is this? So, that, ladies and gentlemen, in a nutshell, gives you the challenge that public intellectuals are up against. And I'm not the only one that suffered these things. Probably before me, there were people like Dr. Frank McField, all that. But anyway, let me get back to my sermon. I want to tell, I want to, I want to. All right, folks, so you heard it there um, from Roy Bodden's mouth himself. And of course, the university um, got a lot of back um, flack for that, and she denied it. And um, this, is, this is what Roy Bodden said back in June in response to this article, where she denied that that was the case. He said, I have read the UCCI response to the ch um, charges I made regarding the organizers being denied the opportunity to hold a symposium at UCCI. 
I am categorically stating that this is a blatant untruth. A story concocted to save the Dr. McAfee and those who colluded with her to deprive hundreds of Caymanian students and others in the community of an opportunity to participate in a relevant and timely debate as to what is happening in the society. But madam, you do not have to take my word for it. Should you wish to find out who's telling the truth, then I recommend that an FOI request be made to UCCI for all of the correspondence surrounding the organization and request for permission to hold the symposium at the University College of the Cayman Islands. And of course, like I said, they have a history of ignoring FOI requests. Jared? Yeah, yeah well, they had to answer mine because I was going to the complaints commissioner because I don't play with them people when it comes to FOI. Because mm -hmm. the FOI took quite a bit of a while. But, mm -hmm. you know, the point that I want to bring back, I would ask Dr. Stacey, how many of the people who, who own um, chairships are Caymanian? Because mm -hmm. all the people that they have there on the website, you can't see them picture one and the interim deans. And they, and I know they're not from Cayman because those names are Caymanian. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not happy about it. I liked what we had before. Yes, she has made some modifications and spruce up the website and all of that. But primarily, the focus of UCCI should be to make education accessible to every Caymanian so they have a chance and an opportunity to run their own business, start their own thing, and to make Cayman successful. So, yeah, I, I would say based on the evidence and information that she has produced, she is lying. And while we were happy she was here, we are happy for her her other endeavors and wish her the best. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm trying to find on the website um, some of the staff. Uh, I'm trying to find that page. It's not... I mean, it looks nice and pretty, but in terms of practicality. Okay, let me. Um, let me. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, and it's not really all of that easy. There, I just put it in the um. Yes. To navigate. Yeah, right there. So, uh, where where's the um? So when you go to um, I don't know what about? they call it, but when you go to I am, I am whatever, and uh -huh. you see faculty and staff. Oh, okay. And you go to the director. Oh, so we're gonna go to the directory. I am faculty. Yeah, kind of. Okay. I was thinking you don't go there unless you're one of those people. So there she is, Office of the President. Mm -hmm. Um, so science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah. Which one of these people are Caymanians? I Tracy Hargrave is Caymanian. I know her. She taught me maths. Very nice lady. I mean, these um, these I'm looking at right here. Any of these Caymanians yet? I believe, yeah, no, they've been, they've been there for a while. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, all, all these right. people, all these professors. So Tracy, this is who you're referring to here. Um, let me see. Let me find one. Let me find one. Who's Deborah Beal or Bale? De Beal. She is the environmental science professor. Okay. Is she Caymanian, Caribbean? Where's she from? Um, she's yeah. from the States, but I think she's been in Cayman for like a good while. Okay. Like, so no amount of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dr. Eubanks, who's uh -huh. been, I think he's been here less than five years, but he relatively knows Cayman. So Dr. Livingston Smith has been demoted to just being a professor? 
Well, I, I wouldn't say he was demoted. I think his his role, he has always been a professor, but yes. um, in terms of being a provost, he, he has either left that position but has gone to his substantive role. Because mm. there's different there's different yeah. categories and ranks. So you have my associate professor, assistant professor, and then professor, which is like a full professor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the positions that I'm talking about, Paul Pukering, I don't know who that is, um, interim dean of professional and technical education and training. Um, so who... Uh, who's doctor? He has he has a, almost came out in last name, Doctor Ivan. He's from uh, he's from America. He's American, so interestingly, he has a very similar last name to Ebex. So we don't know. Okay, who's um, Jonathan? He looks familiar. His face looks a little bit familiar. So um, admissions and registration. Okay. Yeah. So this lady, I don't know this lady, Doctor Beverly Shuford, Vice President of Business and Finance. I don't know that lady. Um, director um, of admissions and registration. Who that is, is a new position that they got. Um, it, is that is that position there, this director of admissions and registration, one that a Kimanian was in before? It's a new position. I think it's a new position, but here's what I think this is the one that I was thinking of, right? Mm -hmm. So what I understand happened here is um, what they did was there was someone doing that job and they called it something else. Yes. He moved into another position to get an increased salary because that salary was just not too, you know, the salary was kind of on the low end. Mm -hmm. um, so she moved in, say, say this salary was paying um, $30,000 a year, right? They yeah. moved her, uh, well, she applied for another position in the university making say 50,000, right? Then. Uh -huh the president created the director of admissions and registration, which is basically doing the exact same thing that the other woman was doing mm -hmm. and gives it a pay increase. And now the position makes like $80,000, $90,000 or something ridiculous. Okay. I'm going to, there's a big distinction because I do work in the, um, in, in, in a university. So there's a big distinction in admission and registration. However, I think the situation that you're talking to, I, know of it I, it might be is it the person who was the previous registrar well i i i i don't want to confuse my facts i'm still waiting on some confirmation yes um, okay so i know of a situation that. well i can't see but there, there was there was a situation where and I, i'm thinking that this is it where there was a title change mm -hmm. um and yes i'm sure the person now has more responsibility but the existing person who was there my understanding is that person is more than capable of um, doing the job mm -hmm. and would have been happy to take on the added responsibility because they've actually applied for a more senior position, which mm -hmm. they got making a schmidden more when they could have just stayed where they were and took on the added responsibility. And by the way, the additional staff that has been given to this person for them to be able to carry out their job as director. Yeah, um, I, I think, you know, just the, what I'm focusing on is more or less the names of the job positions because admissions and registration is two different positions. Registrar mm -hmm. just deals with records within the university. Admission yeah. looks more at people coming in. Um, I'm not seeing a registrar for this 
Um, obviously yeah, but that, that was the point is the person who was in the job mm -hmm. could have very well taken on this newly defined role. Mm -hmm. Okay. Of director of admissions and registration. You notice she has an assistant registrar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. And if that person had been given an assistant registrar and the mm -hmm. same title and same salary and whatever, the same support basically mm -hmm. that came in and would have been more than capable of doing the job. Well, I would I would simply FOY this woman position uh, ask why is she mm -hmm. there? Um, simply because I can do that. And the Caymanian can do that. If Yeah, anybody they, can FOY, but like I said, they don't want to respond to people. Yeah, um, but you know something? Some if, the they, if they do not respond, they will be expecting a response from the complaint commissioner and the ombudsman. And the lady from the ombudsman's left. So I'm really happy about that one too. Um if you didn't know about that, I think this lady from the ombudsman. So the lady that was the ombudsman, Sandy. Lady, she has a lot. Sandy Hammondsworth or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. Even, I don't know. To be honest, Sandy, kind of blondish, short lady wears glasses. Yeah, kind of wear glasses. She's leaving. Yes, she's going back to Canada. What? Yeah, listen. Messy. Hot off and the press. <laughs> my dear hold on yeah. hang on let me look this up office of ombudsman that's one that we would love to see going as well to be honest um i want to make sure we're talking about the right person though um hold on here now tell me if this is who you're referring to her that's the one she is leaving miss sunday bumble miss say change are coming bye sandy toodaloo now you know there was a whole fiasco over in that office with one of her own applying for that job yes she was um, the um director of work um, rolston um, yes uh i was confused over with her sister now sharon rolston and yes. this little woman got so jealous over sharon she sent her over immigration on mm -hmm. a comment yeah time for caymanians to start elevating themselves especially when you have qualified caymanians that are willing to work now, if you if you got some issues and you're not willing to work or you're not qualified, that's one thing. But when we have our own that's qualified, why do we always import people in? Now, I got nothing against Sandy. I don't know the woman. But I heard the only reason she got the job is that she was drinking buddies with the previous um, governor. And it was kind of one of those things where she just slid into the job. So she's yeah. leaving as well? Yes, yeah, she's leaving. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let me... You better send me that on the email so we can put up that story too. As um well, one of your <clears throat> well, I'll send it to you right there. Well, Kim right. almost reported on it, but yeah, oh, she leaving. But that's good to hear. You know, all these people who take these big well, salaries, <laughs> they don't they don't have Kiman's best interests. Pack your bags and go. We for real. Other people will take the position gladly. And you know, I want to be very clear here. I think sometimes, you know, we've got um our friends from all over the world who might listen to the program and they're thinking, oh, because somebody said this to me the other day. Um, they were overhearing some people by the pool and some complex saying, Oh, you know, Sandy doesn't like expats. And I said, Honey Chan, please, I lived in another man's country as an expat for 15 years out of my life, and I would never not like a person just because you're an expat. That's not what this is all about. So I want to be very, very clear. Um, I think what transpires, however, is that sometimes you go to another country with an unrealistic expectation and a level of disrespect that you would never allow someone in your country to come to you with. See? 
So um, if that happens, you know, we, we expect people to be respectful uh, regardless of, of where you go. And we don't expect any differently here in the Cayman Islands. We open foreigners with, we, we welcome foreigners with open arms. But I yeah. do think that one of the things that gets under my skin is the second someone comes here, they want to hire the whole clan back home. Mm -hmm. well, you know something? The associates, the nanny can come here and get big time position up in prison as a manager and, and, and still having sex with our prisoners. I mean, you know, it's not even like they're qualified or they're coming in with the best behavior either. You know what I have a problem with? And if people take it a certain way, they can they can slice it, dice it, and swallow it. That yes, man. Jared put you, on the glasses. If if you feel that uh, when you come to Cayman, Caymanians do not like you, it is because of your attitude. And if you didn't uh, get that equation, multiply it, divide it, subtract it, and leave. Because uh, gone are the days where you can come with this disrespectful attitude put mm. down people and put down caymanians and feel like oh you can get away scot-free this is a different era this is not ppm era i'm not saying anything mm. about ppm but mm. this is mm. a different era we are not mm. going to be tolerating any disrespectful attitude by anybody towards caymanians mm. and speak it jared speak it I, I don't care. I do not care. I don't I don't like it when when people go around spewing things about Caymanians. Caymanians are not lazy. Mm. Caymanians do what they need to do at the end of the day. Right? But you can't tell me a Caymanian does not work hard. Look at look at um Dr. Borden. Look at look at the key Caymanians. Um Jennifer Lawrence, Honorable Jennifer Lawrence. Tar Rivers, you look at those kids, and I'm counting a few. Alva mm -hmm. Sakou, um, Winston Connolly. So when people tell me, say, okay, man, it's going to work hard. When I can look at a piece of paper and write down, okay, man, in names, come back and tell me that okay, man, is going to work hard when I when I have proof. So on a, on a, what, what, what the foreigners them need to do is follow the rules. Step one, learn the culture. Two. Now stick a pin, stick a pin there, Jared. This guy here, Mark Muckenfuss. Yeah. yeah. He, I understand, used to work at the Compass. Let me do a little search Are on you sure? the, um, oh. LinkedIn. Because oh. you know LinkedIn gives you all sorts of... So I understand that he used to work at the Compass. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, came on Compass, see him there, see him mm -hmm. one. So he slid into position at the university. Mm-hmm. And communication specialist. Apparently, he was going to be getting some big time job as head of marketing or something, something. So, director of marketing, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And one of the reasons why the Compass articles seem to take a certain position on UCCI with this president is because he's feeding them very um, skewed information. Let's put it that way. Uh. Mm. That is what the streets are saying. So um, you see, he started there in January of 2020, adjunct faculty instructor, communications and marketing specialist. Mm -hmm. But she had him aired marked, it is my understanding, for some big time director of marketing position. Mm -hmm. And there was backlash against that. So that never happened. But you know what the problem is? Everybody who come to Cayman want to be a chief. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell them this, you cannot be a chief over the native. So you, you just step back 
mm. and relax and take what we give you because the, the, I don't understand this attitude. Everybody but listen, and, and that's not being, I want to be clear because I don't think you're being disrespectful because what we gave her was a salary almost on par with the premier of the country, $177,000 yeah, no, per annum. <laughs> <laughs> so Tasha um, says it's the admin staff at UCCI that are hardly Caymanians. She got rid of qualified Caymanians to bring in underqualified non-Caymanians. And and this this goes in line with an article that I read last night with a Caymanian teacher, where she was saying that pretty much if you're a Caymanian and a teacher in a school, it's like you're looked down upon as opposed to other counterparts from Jamaica and and other people from different countries. Mm. This has got to change. This has got to change. Because I was taught by Caymanian teachers, Miss Ebanks Powery, Miss um kadina suarez at john gray high school and many other caymanian teachers and as a matter of fact those caymanian teachers who taught me i passed i passed their the, the cxe with their teachings so what is it that y'all are telling me that caymanian teachers can't teach mm. or we just have a skewed view on on caymanians and because we, we we have that view and that bias that it's correct it's not Mm -hmm. Well, Tasha says, yep, the president split the positions, changed title, and gave the position more money. And she says, exactly, the person who was doing the job that came in would have been able to do the job, especially with added staff. Sabrina, good morning. Um, okay, yeah, I didn't know Sandy was leaving. Thanks, yeah, Sabrina, for sharing she it. Going. All right. Well, let's hope we can recruit some Caymanians in this position. Goodbye, Sandy. Well, um, you know, Miss Mona, you can't get in trouble for leaking information that mm -hmm. is already known. The information that I know about UCCI, I was a student there and I'm alumni. I have every right to say what I want to say about my alma mater. It's freedom of speech. If I don't like, as a matter of fact, if I donate money to UCCI and I tell them I don't like that person, in my money, I can say that. So, mm -hmm. and if I'm from Cayman, I have every right to talk about whatever issue that I have a problem with. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and the fact is, you know, with people is that you call out people for saying the truth, but then when you are in trouble and you need somebody to help you, it is not, the chances are, it is going to be the local that's going to help you. Mm. So anybody who wants to say, oh, Jared Leakey, I don't work for UCCI. Mm -hmm. I'm not owned by anybody. Yes. Um, uh, Damien says, of course, the pilgrims respect to the natives to show them how to survive. And then thanks. Um, you know, since we're talking about Thanksgiving today, the real story of what happened uh, way back when, why we're celebrating Thanksgiving is a very interesting one, because in fact, um, the pilgrims did more harm to the natives introducing diseases, you know, stealing their land, um, killing them. I mean, they did the most. So I think that in the spirit of Thanksgiving, which part of the story, the narrative that we want to sort of um, whitewash, if that's the right word, is that, you know, this was such a, a an amazing luncheon of people of different cultures and backgrounds coming together. But the real story there is the Native Americans know that it is very easy for other people to come in 
and take what they did not earn, what was not theirs, um, take your land, take your native women and do whatever they feel with it. And so um, maybe uh, again, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, one of the things that we could learn is more cultural tolerance and assimilation. But first of all, when you come in, you have to respect what you find there. I think that is really the key. So Sabrina says, that's true, Jared. Um, and Blissful Palace is not when the compass had it first. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I really don't read the compass. I'd be like, for clarification, I did not see it on the compass first. Oh. I, for me, I saw it on LinkedIn. Um, because okay. that's where I got that information from. I just typed in Sunday leaving or whatever, and uh -huh. the compass came up. So I ah. saw, I saw it in advance before. Okay. So I'm not trying to shoot down compass. Good for yeah, them. Stay in the corner. That wasn't your source. Okay. Well, there you have it, folks. LinkedIn. I find LinkedIn can be very helpful in my investigations, you know, child, because listen. Listen, if you want to find things about certain people, go, yes, go to LinkedIn. They, they'd be quick to update LinkedIn. Yeah, right. And, and the thing is, you know, I want to really just um, big up UCCI, you know, all the faculty, all the staff there, they're doing a tremendous job. While it is that your president is taking all the credit, she does not do the groundwork. That I know for sure. And especially when it comes to Dr. Kadisha swearing, uh -huh. Sandy, she the woman that be taking the pit of them go this go to states to compete. I have an issue with that. You can't brag and say, oh, you didn't know. The program been in, been there before she was there. That probably even something that Mr. Borden had, had implemented. All the, all mm -hmm. the success that UCCI has now is not because of her. Let's mm -hmm. make that very clear. It is because of President Borden who laid the groundwork. And all these people who are on interim positions, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there will be a FOI for all those positions, their certifications, and why they are in turn because the people who were the chairs before they're no longer the chairs and i the reason why i know that personal information i went to ucci so i know the chairs right mm -hmm. so yeah i'm not i'm not playing with with how they're doing things and the board they're doing the right thing i hope the report does not come after she leave and then can't do nothing because mm -hmm. that is what is going to probably happen. The hiring, the probably going to see issues with hiring practice. And then because the person is off the island, you can't do nothing. So mm -hmm. Dr. Stacy or McAfee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so someone has clarified um, in relation to the position that we were talking about with the registrar and director and so on. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what they have had to say. Just give me one second here. Um, let me see if I can just pull up this comment. So they have said, um, this is slightly correct. So they're just getting the devils in the details, as they say. The position yes, was the registrar held by Kimanian, but she resigned from the university. And mm -hmm. then that position was created and American got it. The Kimanian resigned okay. out of frustration. So I know who you're talking about. The person, and I probably will call her name because sometimes we need to put specifics to it. The person that was in there was Allison. 
Allison, mm-hmm. I don't remember Allison's last name, but when, when I was at UCCI, Allison used to be um, the coordinator. And during that time, Mr. Borden was there. Allison got registrar. And Allison was doing a good job during that time. But when Mr. Borden left, Dr. Stacy came in. I think it was up until about early on this year that Allison left to go to um, WROC. And I think even the deputy, the deputy registrar is gone as well. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so, so the thing is, we, we shouldn't be hiring, you know, people who frustrate Caymanians Mm -hmm. when they're doing a job that, that is the root core problem. And that is the most reason why people leave. People leave jobs because they're frustrated. They don't feel like they're being heard and they don't feel Mm -hmm. like they're being valued. And so you can see why Caymanians really are a bit hesitant when we hire people overseas, because it's like, okay, what are we gonna have to deal with now? That That is the attitude really of why the Cayman in feels a certain way is because we probably have to deal with some foolishness. Look at the, that little lady there that was in court where they lied upon to say, oh, she was doing this and doing that. And they found out that was not the case. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. That, that, is the, that is the problem. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to Minister Brian where the, these companies asking for work permit mm-hmm. and listen if you do not hire a caymanian mm-hmm. you are going to be in problems jared when you put on your glasses you get serious man they're telling the facts here's what no, someone says listen, this one says she's seen one jared knows the things yes listen, the deputy left after allison also a caymanian mm. yeah i i know allison I know so, Allison. So not only did Allison leave, but the deputy to Allison also left. Yes, listen, Miss Sandy, there's something going to be a fireworks when I tell you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this HR audit. Irvelyn says yeah. people attack you with their attitude, and when we re- retaliate, they hate you. Um, and Perla says everything you speak, you just give me goosebumps. Smart young man, love you. Uh, Blissful says talk the truth, young Jared. No disrespect. When we give them respect, fair enough. And the thing is, you know, Miss Sandy, you see, because when we're hiring people from these countries, they are not directly disrespectful. They're passive aggressively disrespectful. How do I know that? Mm. Well, I just know certain things because I work in certain places. Mm. And their attitude is that they'll probably say things in like a a smart way Mm -hmm. to like undermine Mm. you. So like you're in a meeting, right? And they'd be like, and and you bring an idea. And they said, well, can the idea really work? And it's those type of things that kind of oh, undermine yes. people. And yeah. that is what frustrates Caymanians. So, yeah. of course, listen, Caymanians know Cayman. I yeah. have never seen, you, you never bring a military chief from a different country to run a military oh, in true. the native country. True. You never bring a premier from a different country True. to run a, a Not country. if you have any sense anyway. You, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. those are the tactics that you use to disenfranchise the population, to create a lot of problems. And we've seen it. We look at history, colonially, the UK is very good at doing that. Not to, not to point them out, but they're the best example, right? But yeah, Caymanians are not happy when we hire locals. That's point blank period. 
and we don't like it when um work permits are going out mm-hmm. when Caymanians can have it. Mm-hmm. But equally, Caymanians need to take the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Upskill yourself during this two-year hiatus. You all should have been upskilling yourselves mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. take the positions. Because the problem is that if if at the, at the end of the day, if we do not have Caymanians coming forward to say, hey, I want this job or I want this training, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. businesses are going to have to hire outside of Cayman. And we need to understand the game. Mm-hmm, work permits mm-hmm. work permits fund the budget. That's just a point blank period. The people that they hire, they, they work harder. Yes, foreigners, they work harder, but they're also paid cheaper. What we need to do is come in and say, no, 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 Bobo, TD, we're not doing that. You're going to hire us. You're going to give us the training. The same training where you get Tom, Tom, Dick, Harry, and Mary Sue, mm-hmm. we go and get, right? Because we we need to start representing that Caymanian product. When you go mm-hmm. into the airport, you're supposed to see a Caymanian. Mm-hmm. When you go into Foster's, you're supposed to see a Caymanian everywhere. True. Because that that is just who we are. Yeah. That is what we should represent, and that is what people people want to see. Yes. Yeah. So Tasha so, says. UCCI had a qualified Cayman in marketing, acting as director of marketing, and they hired an underqualified foreigner to be the director above the Cayman. And what the? No, sir. Messy. That don't even make sense. Nowhere in the world does that make any sense. I mean, that's just like. Uh, Okay, Giselle says, I personally applied for roles at UCCI. Mm -mm. And how they're outsourcing the marketing for the first time in over 10 years with the foreign director of marketing still getting a huge salary. <gasps> what? Outsourcing it to who? You see, now this this is where, you know, it don't make no sense. This is where I'm like, now hold on a second. You're going to pay someone a big salary and then you're still outsourcing it? I, 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 don't, I don't get that. Why? <laughs> oh. Yeah, All right, we got yeah. lots of comments coming in, so let's uh, get a few more of those in. Sue says, my grandson passed their exams uh, for being taught by Kimani teachers. Keep this up, young man, you speak well, and the truth. Perla says, make the changes necessary for us Caymanians. I want to upgrade to the betterment of my career. I want to go to college, and I left um, John Gray High School since 2000. Back then, my parents couldn't afford to send me. Please do these changes ASAP. So I told you that talk government to is going to be opening up opportunities for Caymanians. You need to talk to your MP on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's, it's coming because I understand they're going to pretty much make it like no cost for Caymanians to take advantage of. Yeah, because it's, it's their university. It's yeah. their university. It's a Caymanian university. So they and should have it says that until Caymanians unite and stand together, they will never be changed. Too many crabs in the barrel mentality amongst ourselves. And I agree with that because normally what they do is they're going to find the one or two little house, you know, and um, and they're going to use those individual as little lackey boys and girls and and carry yes, these people. Rubber, yes. rubber, what they call them? And, and they and some people. of the worst ones. What? Because they are helping to undermine all the other Caymanians in the organization. Caymanians would be able to accomplish so much as a people if we simply stood in unison with each other. And standing in unison with each other does not mean that you're you're standing against anyone. You're supporting your own 
you know, people first and foremost. And I always say your people have to be doing the right thing. So I don't ever want people to think that I'm here because you guys know I'm, I'm going to call out the slackness, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't support <laughs> slackness no matter who you are. Yeah. Understand? So um, Giselle says, I think Caymanians hit a glass ceiling in corporate Cayman. The ceiling, not even glass, Giselle. It's a solid concrete because you're not yeah. even seeing through it. At least if you had a glass ceiling, you can kind of see through it and be like, wow. I mean, I could go on to that. You don't even get to see that far. So that's a solid concrete ceiling. Or it's it more like a, a, a steel ceiling, really, not concrete or glass. Because Caymanians still can't find jobs right now. Sherry Ann says, good morning. This young man generation is not going to take uh, foolishness from these people. Good for you. Speak up. Let's clean house at you. You know what's funny, Miss Sandy? This, this is mm -hmm. very funny. Because when, when I went overseas to study, people would ask me, why why would you leave Cayman? Why would you leave Cayman? <laughs> yes. And I said, I never ever told them the truth. And this is the truth. Uh-huh. The people that you're hiring to come into Cayman are from oh, yeah. America, UK, and Canada. If I want to beat the game, I have to go out to come back in. Caymanians, learn this. As, as our forefathers, they went out to the sea. They went on these ships. And what did they do? Mm -hmm. They went out to come back in. That's why Cayman mm -hmm. is the way that it is today. Mm -hmm. And we should not forget that if in this, in this fight, um, for Caymanians, you have to go back out to come back in. Isn't that sad? That, that, that is the sad reality because people can't afford education. I know everybody can do what, what, what I was able or given that opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. But it's very interesting how the people telling me, oh, why would I leave Cayman? Mm -hmm. I only leave Cayman because I had to leave Cayman because we know employers, if you have a certain degree from a certain place, it either looks favorable or it doesn't mm -hmm. look favorable. But mm -hmm. what I would encourage Caymanians to do, be the pioneers that our forefathers were. When they went on them ships and they brought that money back, mm -hmm. take the them money from overseas and bring it back to Cayman. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So that, that that's, that's what I'm doing. I went overseas to get qualified because Cayman was hiring people from North America. You can't mm -hmm. can anybody tell me different and know that they're going on. Why is it we have all these people, these chiefs from mm -hmm. different countries in these positions and still unable to perform? Mm. So even all if right. have, even we if need to have... look at um we need to look at the director of um accreditation. So let me see if I can find her now, who she is. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on one second here, folks, because we, we're getting all the sus this morning. Yeah, because Succession planning doesn't mean anything. No, no. If it's not gonna be accreditation, let's let's do a, a search for her. Accreditation. Oh, Carlissa Jackson. Here the scoop on this one now. Mm. She's so, uh -huh. she not came on in. Yeah? Hold on. So, um, talk about the director of accreditation who's not even been to Cayman. Says she can't get flights to come. So she's yeah. in the USA working remotely. My bet is she kept her job in the USA collecting the big CI bucks without even stepping foot here. What? Hold on well, here now, Dr. Clarissa Jackson. Let's let us look her up on the LinkedIn as well. 
because you know LinkedIn, like I said, is her friend. Um, how I don't see her on LinkedIn. Hmm. She probably got the LinkedIn profile. Yeah, she must be hiding. Um, let's take the doctor out of the name because maybe she doesn't have that in her LinkedIn profile. So Carlisa Jackson, where are you? LinkedIn, boom. Mm -mm. Let me mm -mm. tell you, you must know how what? to search on the internet, you know? <laughs> Trust me, one of the best skills is that of a researcher and thank God all of my degrees, the English degree, the law degree, the master's degree, everyone teach me how to research. Um, now, we don't know if this is her, because I don't know if she's from North Carolina or not, so we got to do a little bit more digging, but we did find a yeah. Clarissa Jackson. Uh, oh, this one is showing us. Oh, I need to log in to LinkedIn. Hold on here now. Let me log in. Y'all know how LinkedIn say they want you to be logged in to see people's business. <laughs> That's no problem. Let me get logged in. All right. So we're going to log right in. Enter your authentication code. No problem, LinkedIn. One second, folks. Make sure you have your two-factor turned on. You hear people? Don't be making people sneak into your accounts without two-factor authentication. Um, let me just pull mine up here. Okay. Yeah. So LinkedIn. I got everything on two-factor these days. Trust me. All right. Even your WhatsApp, you must have them two-factor because people be trying to steal your WhatsApp account. Um, uh -huh. That, that, and that, and that, and that. Okay. All right. So confirm your number. Oh, yes. I need to update my number with LinkedIn. What? Oh. Um, Did the director of nursing leave already? Already? There was a lady there before. Um, I need to update my profile. All right, hold on one second now. Let me try refreshing this. This should come up a little bit. Uh, not much from her, to be honest. Hmm. We shall continue to search for her. Yeah. Because sometimes oh. it'll be like the guy who was there, um, the head of hospitality. He has about four different LinkedIn accounts because he had so much to hide. Um, he was all over the place. Carlissa Jackson. I mean, the first name is a little bit unusual with the spelling. Is that her? We don't know. I doubt she's a person of color, just as an observation. So that probably isn't her. Oh it's just very funny how, um, yeah, <clears throat> certain things are very interesting. <laughs> yeah, we better leave that one right there because most people are not ready for that conversation. Yeah. Um, if you have questions, here's Clarissa Jackson. Education also, I know this HSA is finally making additional space Nine, for, two, five. for these cases that are going up. As one. Do we do we know start. where um where this woman is? Is she still at St. Mary's College of California? Is she from California? What is um hired? This it says here she was hired around June of 2020, and she's still in the U.S. Um, where in the U.S. does she live? We'll switch her out. But anyway, um, that's what we're hearing. The director of accreditation has not been to Cayman. Working remotely, collecting a big-time salary, probably has an assistant while she's at it. Um, so that's another hot mess of a situation. And why, why are we outsourcing? Why are we? The thing is, why are we outsourcing that 
you have a VP of business and you have a provost, the accreditation would fall under the, the head of academia, which is the provost. Put that from Atlanta. So maybe back. it's not this one in California. Let's see. We'll keep finding her. Atlanta. Hmm. Riley, North Carolina. So that's probably not the one that we're looking for. So she has no LinkedIn profile. Hmm. Interesting. Unless we have the name slightly misspelled. Um, no, but we got it straight from the university. Dr. Carlissa Jackson. Hmm. Mm, no, it's her. But too, too much slackness going on in Cayman. I mean, to be fair, it's like the, the guy there, well, now he's married to Caymanian, so, you know, he got rights to work and whatever. But before that had happened, we had the accounting guy, um, you know, on contract under the previous president. And, you know, you got to call people out when it when they need it. I don't think that the the previous president was making a good decision there. Um, and this guy was working overseas and living his best life. And, you know, on this, I'm like, you mean to tell me you couldn't find a Caymanian accountant as many Caymanian accountants as we have? Like, seriously, you couldn't find one? And what, what seems to be interesting is that I, I don't know what position she had previously, but it seems to be that this person used to be in research. Accreditation and research are two different things, in my pull, opinion. Pull your camera down just a little bit there. Um, pull your screen. Yeah, because I think of how you're sitting. Right. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that job thing about accreditation, that can go back under the provost. We don't need to be wasting money if, if like that for something mm -hmm. that does not need to be separate, right? Because accreditation and research usually falls under the head of academia, which is the provost. So either you find a different place, different position for that money, put it back for registrar and get it, get it moving. Mm -hmm. Or even have uh, a registrar. You've got someone who said this is the best program that you've ever aired. Wow. Okay, so she's from Atlanta and she is a woman of color, I can confirm. So maybe these pictures that I'm looking at here, because I can't find anybody else with a name that isn't a woman of color, to be honest. So it's gotta be one of these on, on the LinkedIn, on the um, University College. I don't know why they don't have a picture up on her, but anyway. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, okay, well, um, what's she doing in Atlanta? Atlanta is not far. She could drive to Florida and, and get on a plane long time. Yeah, she could. Uh, and now that Cayman is open, she can come. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it'd probably have to be, you'd have to FOI that position to see what, what was said. Because if they said, oh, well, you know, you can work remotely, what was the intended purpose of the job? That, mm -hmm. that is the question. Because it's a bit speculative, but, you know, if it, as we say in Cayman, if it don't go so, it near go so. Yes, as, my dear child. That's CMR motto. Right. Sammy, so, you need to keep on air both of these. Which both? There's only one gentleman here, Jared and Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Hold <laughs> on. Okay. Yes, man. Kevin will be around for sure. Good morning to Paul. Same thing happening in Bermuda. Hiring foreign staff over qualified Bermudians. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All the overseas territories have handbook, this problem. Honey child. He All these overseas. The same handbook. You know what it is, Paul, if we need to be honest, it's the remnants of the colonial system 
where you always feel that someone who comes from a particular jurisdiction um, seems to have more knowledge than you, more experience than you, more rights than you. And when they come in, they're going to bring, like I said, the whole kit and caboodle um, mm -hmm. with them, whether those people are qualified or not. And that's oh, a yeah. problem. And the, you know, the prison guy is leaving too, the director of prisons. He's leaving. Um, yeah. Well, we, we broke that story that he's leaving. He's okay. actually not been well, you know, and I want to be very clear. You know, I like I like him in terms of, you know, I, I don't have anything on a personal level to say about him. I think he's not been well. But what his, what is interesting is it appears that the government hired him knowing that he was going to have medical issues, mm -hmm. right? Raking up a substantial bill under Sinico with the Cayman Islands government. And I thought to myself, would they have given that opportunity to a Caymanian? to come in to a position knowing that you are, I don't want to say terminal because I don't want to use that word about the man, right? But severely ill to the point where you're going to be off more than you're actually going to be on the job getting treatment for your illness. It's a little bit strange because I don't think a Caymanian would have been given that opportunity. Obviously, if you're on the job and you're already there, I think government would have been fair to you. But to bring you in knowing that stuff, mm, I don't really think so. Lily says... Let me get my tea and sit down. Very interesting topic. Um, young man, young minds like Jared make us think twice. Now, Perla, I applaud Jared, and I wish we had more young minds like him. And that is the problem, is a lot of the younger folks who are coming up don't even have the interests or the ability to speak on things like Jared is speaking on things. And this is where I think that we as a country have to admit our own failures well you know they out there you know miss sandy it's just that you know we we have to take a very um well guess what jared 2022 we've been talking about it for a while but you know covid put a, a little wrench into everything mm -hmm. here at cmr we need to launch our youth program i think i'm going to speak to you about trying to spearhead that mm -hmm. and really trying to get some of these young people on the right track and give them a platform where they can talk about the issues that matter to them and express themselves. Um, you know, because CMR is all about that. We're all about trying to give people a voice who otherwise feel like they don't have a voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, because it, it, it probably would be helpful. You won't tell people interview tips, tricks, because you have those Caymanians out there, you know, it's just that we're all, we're, we're doing a different strategy. It's either we, mm -hmm. we be a wolf in sheep clothing until we, get to the position where we can do what we want to do because we we know outrightly like what happened to mr president one if you speak up too much um you you're getting problems every came knows this right so if if, if you know you came on and don't realize this you you get in problems right and so that's why they probably won't say nothing especially if you work in government you know hmm, government has a very interesting approach in, in in that it doesn't allow people or its workers to talk out against them rightly so mm -hmm. but you know they're out there they're just being very they're, they're buying their time for when they have to run when they have to you know because not ever not everybody can be that public person you know to say this and that mm -hmm. and not everybody should do it but we should work collaboratively where this person is in that position, that person in that position, and we work in unison, right? So, yeah. 
All right, so look here now. Let me show you what we're the latest scoop that we're getting on um Curl Cur what her name is Carlissa. Um just hold on a second here. So uh, I guess there's a reason why they do not have her picture available on the UCCI website. So she's missing an action in more ways than one. According to Zoom Info, which was last updated um, in June of 2021 at 6.14 a.m., mm -hmm. uh, she is a program manager in institutional effectiveness at Morehouse School of Medicine. Mm -hmm. So this woman not update nothing about she work in UCCI. Yeah, and then, you know, the question is value for money. Mm -hmm. Are we getting value for the people that we hire? Because mm -hmm. I said this, who did I say this about? Yeah, the principal at John Gray. Mm -hmm. We need to start reviewing the people them that have these big, big positions because, and a matter of fact, parliament is opening up. Um, so when we, we interview these people and check the reports, most of the time, Miss Sandy, when they go, they don't have the information. They don't have what they need to have until the time where the question is asked by the MP. And that is very, I would say lackadaisical. I will use uh -huh. that strong word. It looks very lacking to the leadership of the institution because every head of department, CEO, head of department, chief officer, they should be having reports on what is going on mm -hmm. on the organization, entity, or authority. You can't wait till you are in PACC, Public Accounts Committee. You're getting grilled. And that is when that is when you're answering the question, like, come on, mm -hmm. like value for money. Tell the people them say, we need an annual report every year. It ain't mm -hmm. that hard. And next one day, tell your supervisors, I would like a report on what's going on. Compile it for each year, right? So that when you mm -hmm. go to PACC, you don't look like a fool. Cause they be mm -hmm. looking like fool, especially, and I'm not, I, I will call out HSA because they seem to be very good at um, theatrics mm -hmm. and, and never having anything ready. So mm -hmm. they, they, they need to clean their self up. Um, they do good work. Their CEO is okay. Um, she, she's very good, but there could be some improvements as Speaking I would of some it. of these CEOs. Um, this is one of the things that uh, we need to do a little bit of research on because some of these CEOs of these statutory organizations, right? So it's not central government are making some serious money and we need to understand what they're doing to earn $30,000 a month. Sunday. I'm just saying, no, it's Aliana a says it's a we always battle this issue with little ferocity yeah. and the time has come to cut the nonsense. Yes, we aren't the monolith. Um, but yeah, we, the we, end, you know something? Mm -hmm. I would, I would challenge MPs. If you took 10% cuts from those CEO positions and put it towards funding UCCI, because they don't need that much money. What are you, what are you doing with 30%? Yeah, you can get the 30 grand. Yeah. But if you cut some of those salaries, mm -hmm. you know how much money we could be able to fund education, find, mm -hmm. find food to, to, to feed people. Mm -hmm. Because it's not that they're not doing the work. It's what are you doing? That is the question. What are you doing? Because she has a deputy CEO as well. And 
you you know how HSA is, right? You know, what you see is what you get. And that's mm -hmm. why people run to Health City, because what you see is what you get. And they do have excellent services, but there's a certain level of trust that people have with HSA. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it reflects and it shows, but they have more problems than one, simply because Mr. Ozzy will deal with them in good time. That's how I'll put it. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he is in the right place to, oh, yeah. to, to get them into shape and to let them know. Because they suppose, as much as we are a world-class civil service, HSA needs to be a world-class health organization. Some of the initiatives that they should be leading or taking lead on, I don't see it. I don't see why we're taking, we're waiting till all the cases increase before we, we had um that that building on um Smith Road, the, the emergency shelter. Every clinic should have a certain space where if you have a rising case, people can stay there. Because if everybody go to HSA, what is that gonna do for the secondary services? And this is the thing, they do innovation. Mm -hmm. problem solving, lacking. And so if if you as a CEO not doing that, which is the innovators of problems, hand in your resignation letter. Mm -hmm. And like Dr. Stacy McAfee, we will accept your resignation letter. We will say thank you for being here. Sayonara non grata. All right, um, Jared, thank you so much. We're actually out of time. I didn't even realize the time of the year. I'm still here talking, um, but we appreciate it. Damon says, put an education fee onto all work permits. These funds go back to higher education for Caymanians. Uh, Giselle says they had a year and a half for preparation. Mm -hmm. um, so folks, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Very, very interesting show this morning. Um, of course, none of these problems are resolved after one conversation. Somebody else says, trust me, there's no lies in what Jared is saying. Um, someone said, could she be a ghost professor? They operate as if they own the government. Interesting. Um, so, yes. What a hot mess. Mm. Yeah, we need to put pressure. Listen, people, put pressure on the government agencies. If they do a bad service, you tell them you do a bad service. I don't like this. I pay, this is not what I pay money for. I need good service. Don't don't be disrespectful and start taking liberty with people. But just say, hey, this is not the service that I expected. You know, tell your MP, put pressure on your MPs. That way they're there for they're not there for their good looks and collect big money. So listen, I don't like this, right? Mm -hmm. This 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 needs to be fixed. But don't go to your MP for every painstaking issue. That's not what the MP is there for. Shout right. the people, them don't explain that. They don't understand that. You know, trust the, me. The, I know. The, the MP is not there. For they, they keep talking about I working for the progress for um, the PAC government because they be messaging me with all their problems. I say, yes, I soon have to get put on salary. Well, you, you know something, Miss <laughs> Dandy? It's, it's not that you're working for PACT. You're working for the betterment of Cayman. Because yeah, what Cayman is when people reach out to me with a problem, I'm like, okay, let me see what I can do to help you with this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I'm not if, like, oh, we can't help sink, you. Everybody or, oh, no, you're not a Caymanian. So when you call my phone, we can't. To be honest, most of the people who reach out to for help are actually not Caymanians. And it doesn't matter to me mm -hmm. if people need help, they need help. 
and they yeah, need they help because they're help. not understanding the systems in place mm -hmm. um or you know the systems just are not working but you know what the, that's because the district councils haven't been put in because the mp but listen less, them district council people they're not gonna want to work you know they think that they're gonna just be title in position that get them eventually push them into politics i am willing to bet you the majority of people who would be sitting on a district district council are not going to be the worker bees. It's and, always and the I, people who want a little bit of attention for themselves, and that's the problem. Yes, and it would be another level of added bureaucracy. Because bureaucracy and, and more money MPs, wasted too. If if what you see, because listen, MPs, if you want to get stuff done in your community, mm -hmm. no one is going to stop you, whether exactly. you have a district council or not. Exactly. Ms. Rhonda says, good morning, Miss Sandy. I enjoy your show. I like the information you bring to the people. I pray for health and God's guidance for you. Happy and a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Now, those of you who won um, certificates today, please don't forget to reach out to me. So we've got Hero Blair, Ervalyn, Carmely, and Alvin Connor. Um, please reach out and let me know which certificate you'd like and what I should do with your certificate in terms of either get, getting it to you or um, re-gifting it. So um, thank you all again for tuning into the program today. Please have a wonderful and blessed um, Thanksgiving. Now, I want to give a big shout out. Just as I logged into LinkedIn, I see this come up here. This is a young Caymanian who looks like he's doing things over at SEMA. So why don't we give some positivity where it's due? So this one says, um, SEMA says, this week we've highlighted some of our male staff and the significant value that they bring to those around them in honor of International Men's Day. Mm -hmm. So this is nice. Um, Jason, it says, I'm a man of ambition. So mm -hmm. big shout out to Jason Ebanks. He's an analyst one. And it says, I'm a man of ambition and hard work. I value all the lessons and mannerisms my parents instilled into my upbringing to shape who I am today. Their guidance has also given me the opportunity to lay the foundation for my own family and allow me to point them in the uh, right direction as they did me. Things in life don't come easy and sacrifices must be made to reap the benefits. Uh, having such great role models inspire you every day is a true blessing. Wow, I'm gonna give that one a thumbs up. Well done there to um, Jason Ebanks over at the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority. Very good. All right, um, Jared, thank you as always for popping in. We appreciate the contribution. Thank you, Sandy. All right, folks. So again, that's Jared. The young man always has a lot of positive things to say. Um, oh, yes. I wanted to, um, i tell you what, tomorrow we'll, we'll bring in some of our people in for a little bit of retail, virtual retail therapy. So I want to make sure you guys tune in for that. Now, we've got a couple important announcements coming up, including one from CEC. So stay tuned for these announcements, folks. Don't quite log off just yet. CUC advises customers on South Church Street, South Sound Road, and in Secret Gardens and Hidden Gardens off Fairbanks Road that they may experience short, intermittent interruptions to their electrical service on Tuesday, November 30th, between 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. Areas affected include customers from Feline Close on South Church Street to Bel Air Drive on South Sound Road, including Secret Gardens and Hidden Gardens off Fairbanks Road. Motorists are asked to drive with caution when utilizing South Church Street and South Sound Road as CUC will have a number of vehicles and personnel in the area and may be required to temporarily block one lane on a section of these roads. CUC apologizes for this interruption, which is necessary to facilitate required overhead infrastructure upgrades and repairs to provide our customers with safe, reliable, and efficient power. 
For more information on the outage, please contact CUC's customer service team at 949-5200 or email service at cuc.ky. We have you covered for 64 years as the island's trusted energy provider for all three islands. Home Gas is your number one supplier of propane and propane products in the Cayman Islands. Offering same-day delivery on Grand Cayman. Place your order before midday and the Home Gas delivery team will get your tank topped up in any district island-wide. Same-day delivery. One of the reasons people prefer Home Gas to anyone else. We've got you covered. Call us today on 949 949- 7474 Healthier spaces, healthier people. Electrostatic disinfection is a touchless cleaning technology. It provides a charge to a solution that electromagnetically sticks to a surface, providing 360 degree coverage. Rest assured. It is safe for electronics, food, and paper products. Reliable Industries, the claim you expect, the service you deserve. Ang Balikbayan Boxes ay bumalik na sa Miracle Brokers. Ipadala sa iyong mga mahal sa buhay ang espesyal na pakete para sa Pasko o bagong taon na puno ng mga damit, laruan, at marami pa. Sa lagang 65 dolyar, ito ay isang deal na hindi mo matatalo. Ito ang huling shipment para sa 2021 at ang deadline ay katapusan ng Disyembre kaya huwag mag-antala. Makipag-ugnayan sa pamamagitan ng WhatsApp 345-916-0355 upang bilhin ang iyong kahon at magreserba ng espasyo sa barko. Sa pagtatapos ng 2021, gustong pasalamatan ng Miracle Brokers ang lahat sa Filipino community para sa iyong suporta sa mga nakaraang taon. Lubos naming pinapalagahan ang iyong negosyo. Inaasahan namin ang patuloy na paglilingkod sa iyong komunidad sa 2022 at higit pa. Aeropost makes Christmas easy. In just three steps, you can have all your Christmas shopping done. Step one, buy. Shop online with a retailer of your choice. Step two, pre-alert your package and upload your invoice with our state-of-the-art customer portal. Step three, receive your package at our GT office without the hassle of customs clearance. Christmas has never been easier than this. Contact us today at 321-4490 via WhatsApp 954-260-9620 to register and take advantage of our discounted special.
Information is secret. Census 2021 census. Starting October 10th. Twenty twenty one census. Everyone counts. Accidents happen at any time. When you least expect it, be prepared. Reach out to recover personal injury attorneys. We don't get paid until you recover. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.